welcome to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. On this episode, I'm going to talk to Tonya Kidd-Beggs, founder and creative director at Stories Parfums. I'm going to peel off a little info here from the Stories Parfums website. Paint the picture of the brand, if you will. And the website you can find, by the way, at storiesparfums.com. A perfume range that weaves a narrative from mislaid memories, childhood dreams and long-forgotten hope, Stories Parfums is a journey for the senses. Founder of the perfume house, Tonya Kidbegs, curated each blend personally as a testament to the power of fragrance in her own life. Grass on the French Riviera has a long-established fragrance history dating back to the 17th century. It was here that Tonya developed her scents under the guidance of her perfumer using only the finest raw materials sourced from all over the world. So I really enjoyed talking to Tonya. She had a very inspirational story to tell, I think. It will resonate certainly with a lot of people, especially like me and Tonya. If you're in your 40s, you might all of a sudden find some fire in your belly and you want to either rebrand or start something new, but you don't necessarily want to embark on three or four years of schooling and extra education. There are other ways to make your passion your full-time gig. So fascinating chat. I think you'll enjoy it. All that to come. But first, make sure you're checking out the Menswear Style site, www.menswearstyle.co.uk. And on the social, at Menswear Style, all the latest fashion news. And our editor, Craig, has done an awesome article on predicting the future in the luxury market. You know, is this the right time to invest in a Rolex, for example? What's the economic outlook from the International Monetary Fund? And what are the smart people telling us to do with our money right now? Check out that article and many more on the website. Make sure you're tuning in for that. And if you want to tell us about your brand and your journey, you want to be a guest on the show, you can email us at info at menswearstyle.co.uk. Okay. All right, let's get to it. And this is a good one. Hope you enjoy it. Here is that interview with Tonya Kidbegs, founder and creative director at Stories Parfums. Great. Well, it's my great pleasure to introduce Tonya Kidbegs, founder and creative director at Stories Parfums. How are you doing today, Tonya? I'm really well. How are you doing? I'm really good. Thanks, Tonya. So, Tonya, please tell me what it is that you do and tell me about Stories Parfums, please. Yeah, so as I as you said, my name is Tonya Kidbegs, and I'm founder and creative director of Stories Parfums. Um, it's a niche fragrance brand that was birthed in 2018. It's very new. We're only two years old, but it actually began as a hobby of mine. So I have four children. Um, my youngest two are 13, they're twins. And when they were starting to get a little bit older, I decided that I wanted to do something for myself. Um, a lot of other women would will, will understand what that means when, when you know, your kids start to get a little bit older. Um, so what took me from a hobby um, and wanting to learn about perfumery actually then began a brand. Um, so that's really how Stories Parfums was was birthed. Um, it wasn't supposed to be um, a brand at the beginning, right. <laughs> but I had I had had such an amazing experience with fragrance. And um, when I started learning about um, how to to you know blend fragrances and learn about the the art of perfumery, that I actually felt I really need to do something about this. Okay, and have you always had an interest in scent? and perfumes and parfums especially 
Yeah, do you know, actually hindsight is a wonderful thing because looking back, I can say, oh my goodness, there's been a thread throughout my whole life. Um, and I really didn't know what that meant until I started working in um, with fragrances about five years ago. Um, but it did start even way back to um, my grandmother. And sadly, I didn't know her because she died before I was born. But my mum used to always tell me about her fragrance and the specific fragrance that she wore. And she was an amazing businesswoman in Northern Ireland. Um, and in her day, women didn't work, let alone be a businesswoman and she broke a lot of glass ceilings for women in her time so she was always very specific to me and really meant a lot to me even though I had never met her so when I knew what her fragrance was that she wore and then I had some of her jewelry and her she had lovely fur coats and stuff and um, when I was able to really connect with her in a way that I actually felt as if I knew her. Oh, so, that's so nice. Yeah, so it's very bizarre. So it really did. It was something that I can see that there has been a thread right through my life. That's interesting. And so what, what perfume was that? So I'm going to keep it a secret. Ah, <laughs> you don't okay. mind. But no, it yeah, it's just it's so personal. special to yeah. me, and I just, um, yeah, it's very special. Do you know what? I love that. I love the story of connection. It kind of, um, well, it reminds me of. I, I've always had this fascination with Bach, and I, I've played the piano as a kid and as a grown up as well. And I loved Jizo Joys of Man Desiring by Bach. And when I was listening to it on the radio one day, my mum, I said, Oh, God, I love this song. And my mum goes, This was your grandmother's favorite. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's insane. I said, I mean, again, I've, I've got very scarce memories of my grandmother, but just having that kind of out of body feeling connection through, you know, through something that's not quite there, but it's palpable, uh, just brings it, brings it so much closer. And you, you're right. You look back on it retrospectively. You think, well, this is somehow the universe telling me something, but it's, yeah, it's, it's quite Absolutely. surreal. Yeah. Absolutely. So then actually um, what happened was I had trauma in my life when I was 12 and even my life actually spiraled out of control in later years, right through into my 20s. And I um, I went through really the hard work of, of getting rid of the trauma, went through counselling and everything. And it was very successful. You know, the trauma, the root of the trauma had been removed and I was great, but I had no childhood memory memories prior to the trauma and mm. um, so I remember after that I had gone through the counseling my sense of smell completely changed and I remember now this is about 20 years ago so I was out walking and um, with the dogs and, and stuff and I used to be stopping to smell every you know couple of feet because my sense of smell just was completely different than it it was prior to me having the counseling and I remember saying then, if I, there was this smell used to envelop me and I used to think, oh my goodness. And I didn't know what the smell was. I could never put my finger. I didn't know what notes I was smelling. Mm -hmm. I had no idea, but I just had this really comforting smell. And I remember saying then, if I ever make a fragrance, I want to try and bottle that smell. Mm -hmm. nice. So then go forward 20 odd years um, and the kids as I said were all growing up and I um, decided okay I want to go and learn about fragrance I've always had this you know love of, of fragrance and especially niche fragrances when it's not in mass market and you're wearing something just something really different 
So it was really interesting to me to to find out about that. But I didn't want to go back into um, to school or I didn't want to go to university with four kids. And, you know, being in your 40s, it's not something that you want to do. So I just started contacting people in grass in the south of France, perfumeries and independent perfumers. And I just was explaining to them what I wanted to do. And I said, I wanted to learn about the fragrance world. I wanted to learn about perfumery, but I I don't want to go back and do chemistry and all that mm. is needed in, in that world. And um, so it was actually one of the, the oldest perfume houses in the world, actually, who don't normally open the doors to let people come in and, and do this. I'd said, yes, we would love you to come over. You know, we've just recently started to think about doing this. So off I went on my own to uh-huh. the south of France to grass without the kids and the husband and um, spent some time then in grass with a wonderful perfumer. Um, and she was able to then talk to me through all the different, uh, you know, how families of the of scent of fragrance, all the different notes and how to blend them. But I had went with gone with an idea that I wanted to create my own fragrance. And when I was there, I ended up creating two fragrances. Um, so the first one was this, you know, obviously the story I just said to you about um, wanting to create that, sm- recreate that smell that I, of that when I had gone through counselling. Mm. And um, so from my, just my own intuition and what I felt and thought that I knew, I, um, I created this scent. Um, but what, when you're in grass or when, and when you're in a perfumery, you sit in a perfumer's organ and they have all about 200 bottles all sitting around you. And when you're learning about fragrances and notes, what they do is they turn away the name that's on the bottle. Ah, like it does. So you, yeah, right? yeah, you don't know what you're smelling. So what they do is they take you through the process. Tell me what you feel. What's your sense? You know, but they don't tell you how you should be smelling. So when somebody removes a name from you, we all have this preconception of a smell. Mm. which is really fascinating to me. Um, I had gone with this um, misconception really of I didn't like vanilla. And I had gone in and thought, I will put everything in this perfume, but not vanilla. But actually, (laughs) when you smell something in pure form and you don't know the name of it, it's completely different. And I actually loved, I did love vanilla and I didn't know I was smelling it. Um, I think vanilla gets a bad rap because of the name. I mean, it's because people go, it's so vanilla. But you think, well, actually, I love vanilla ice cream. I love the smell of vanilla. And I also like vanilla grain whiskey. So I don't know know why it suddenly got so much bad PR. It needs a a new PR agent. I know. Well, do you know, I think for me, it was actually when when I was going through this whole process, I realized I... I actually thought it was something like, do you remember the candles you used to get years ago that were very synthetic mm-hmm. and you used to go into every store and there was this really overpowering smell that was really sickening. But then it wasn't, it was synthetic. It wasn't a, a pure form of a, of a note. So I think I had gone in with that idea of, you know, okay, that's the most disgusting smell. I don't want, <laughs> you know, to have it. Yeah. But um, I guess so it that, is. Yeah. yeah, no, it is these, these synthesized these kind of oversaturated smells but done wrong but you're right once they're done right then there's really nothing quite like them is there absolutely that's true true so after that you've got uh, 
are you making the, the the perfumes there while you're there in France? You're putting these together there. Yeah, so I do. It was important when I started speaking to perfumeries and perfumers that they would allow me to work completely on my own and it was my own intuition. Um, I, as I said to you, I only had, for number one, I had this sense of what I would like to create, but I didn't have the words or the vocabulary to to explain what I wanted. Mm. A lot of perfume houses will give um brief site to perfumers and to companies and um, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to actually be in the complete process from start to finish. So the perfumer that I work with um, is amazing. It's she She's Russian and she doesn't speak much English. She lives in France and I don't speak French. Right, okay. <laughs> and, but we had this fantastic connection with just through fragrances and we were able to communicate fantastically and she just allowed me to sit at the perfumer's organ after she had taught me all about the different scents and blending and all the, the ins and outs of perfumery. Um, she just let me sit there and choose what I wanted and put together. And what she does is at the very end, she just brings it together and it's and it's what I would say, it balances it, brings the chemistry to it, brings right. her, her gifting to it. She doesn't take anything out of it. She doesn't put anything in and she never puts something in front of me and says, oh, this goes with this, you should try that. So that was really important to me on my journey when I was doing it. I didn't want to be guided. I was mm. really sure in my way that I wanted to do this myself. Um, so when I was creating number two fragrance, um, and I did that at the same time when I was in grass, um, this is what was the restoration of my memories after the trauma so even though I'd gone through all the hard work and the trauma had been removed and I didn't still didn't have my memories prior to the trauma. Um, and I went and was working with the fragrances. And even when I was working with each note, it didn't remind me anything specifically about my childhood. It was actually when we put everything together in the in the test tube type thing that we literally had everything just put I had picked all everything I wanted there's 20 different notes in there and I just sat back and I was just so gobsmacked because it just took me right back to my grandfather's garden nice. and what was very significant to me about that was it was actually prior to the trauma so it was the memory that I had lost because I couldn't remember if I'd had a good childhood. I couldn't really remember. Everything had been overshadowed by this this trauma. Mm. So when I had that, that just like it was like a vision, it was just like a picture dropping into my mind. Um, and then when I dissected the fragrances and what I actually had put into it was nearly everything exactly what was in my grandfather's garden. Oh. So, and I didn't know that, that that's what I was putting in. Right. So it was really significant to me. Um, yeah. So I she allows me to work completely um, on my own. I, I she's based in Grasse and Paris. We meet. We've already created more fragrances, which I'll tell you about later. But um, you know, we just meet wherever we meet. So the last time we met, it was in Paris, and again, it was straight from my own intuition. I was getting advice from people in the industry and saying, you know, you need to um, actually, you know, you need to go with a brief. You need to look what's on trend. You need to know what's what's the market is looking. Mm. And I was very adamant that I wouldn't do that. 
um, that I would do it in the way that I that it happened with the first two fragrances. Mm. And I was sitting on the flight on the way to Paris and I was thinking, oh, my gosh, maybe I should have done this. I'm going to arrive here and not have a clue. And maybe that was just a fluke, you know, number one, number two. And um, actually, when I got there, it was exactly the same. I was able to work for a few days with her and I put, you know, together what I wanted and immediately at the end of it in its complete form that my story then came so it was really evident to me then that actually I do see it as, a, as an art, like a painter or a musician or um, anybody really who is creative, because I'm, I choose to tell my story through the art of perfume. And I feel that I can express myself well through it. Mm. Um, and so that's, you know, so I, I create the fragrances wherever we meet and wherever we go, which is the joy of being able to be creative that way. Uh, the pure base oils, then, to answer your question, will, are made in France, and then they're shipped to the UK, okay. and then they're they're bottles. It's so crazy that notes can have a trend, or like fragrances can have like a season. You know, I often find that with colours in fashion. When you when Pantone goes, the colour of the year is going to be purple. Yeah. I'm like, well, who decided that? yeah <laughs> who came I up know. with that was it someone that's got a whole load of purple paint set in the back that they need to shift and so how like notes can go oh that you know bergamot that was so last year I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I know. surely it's been around for for centuries how come it's just out this season yeah. exactly and it's the same with seasons as well obviously you know color seasons um i just get really annoyed that people try to put fragrances into season um and I suppose it's a bit with fashion too. Like who says you can't wear something that you had 20 years ago, but oh, um, it's kind of like it's, it shouldn't be masculine and feminine and it shouldn't be um, in a season. I think fragrance is you just, you should wear it. What makes you feel good. And, you know, male or female should be able to, to wear whatever they want. So I totally get you on that. And what's been the reception? So you launched in 2017. 2018. Sorry. Okay. So when you did the big launch, uh, what was the initial feedback, you know? Of the, of the brand, of the fragrances. Of the, of the yeah. So I'll tell what actually happened was I, when I created the fragrances in, in grass and came home, I came home with the, the little laboratory bottles. And at that stage, I only decided on the flight on the way back that I was going to start a business with these fragrances mm. because I was so passionate about um, what had happened to me and, you know, the connection with our olfactory um, senses and I, our olfactory systems connected to our memory. So it's the largest of our senses that is connected to um, our memory. So it is, mm. it is scientifically proven. And I just thought, my goodness, if this has happened to me and I've had this amazing experience, I just want to tell my story and I want to introduce people to my fragrances as a gift that they would be able to connect with not my story, but with the fragrances and actually be able to connect with their own story. And um, so, you know, obviously fragrance is amazing for, it's not just about the past either, it's about the present. And also we can make new fragrances uh, or sorry, new memories for the future. 
So um, that was the whole idea. I came back and I just had these bottles and I thought, my gosh, you know, I just want people to connect with their own story. And I'm a great believer that everybody has a story to tell and everybody should tell it. So I wanted to be able to give people also a place, a platform to tell their story and connect them through fragrance. And I remember thinking, oh, my goodness, how am I going to do this? You know, if I wanted to, luxury niche was important to me because I love it and it's just who I am and I thought I'm just going to have to go to London and I'm going to have to see what who can help me and I arrived in London I had a couple of PR meetings and I just went and I said to them look these are I didn't even have my bottles or anything at this stage I just said look these are this is my story these are my fragrances this is what I want to do how can I do it And I mean, I was really welcomed with opened arms in London. I thought, you know, with a with a beauty, a cosmetic range or a beauty range or whatever it is, fragrance is the most oversaturated of the industry. And they people were saying, Do you know what you're getting yourself into? It is oversaturated. But they were saying, you know, we'll help you. And they would go, Okay, there's somebody here you can I'll introduce you to. And from that um, arriving in London, and I was only travelling back and forward, you know, because I'm based from in Northern Ireland. Um, people just introduced me to somebody else who was able to help me with something else, mm-hmm. and I was really astounded because that to me was obviously pr- prior to the launch. But the feedback I got, I really believed in the power of fragrance, and I really believed that the fragrances were fantastic, and I really believed that. Um, you know, what I, everything that I've just spoke to you about was really, I was very passionate about, but actually the fact that, you know, people had been in the industry for years and years, they also believed and they also saw there was something really different. Um, And I've had some amazing feedback um, from launch to present day um, off the brand. So when we did launch in 2018, um, it did. We got amazing feedback. And I mean, from across the world. So it's been great. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's yeah. it kind of really is the journey and the story of the brand that I think piques people's interest. And I think you've got it in spades, really. I mean, it's it's, it's a great story and it's a great journey that you've already got behind you and you can bring that forward and people can really i think it really resonates with people because i think smell is something that you do harken back to memories awaken you know you have nostalgic moments with smells and you know like for example if you put it into say like the watch world the most expensive watch in the world is uh paul newman's rolex i believe the daytona now that's uh, just a standard rolex really by by watch standard but because it was on paul newman's watch and he and he wore that pretty much every day while he raced. You know, that's now going for 21 million or whatever it went yeah. for. But without the story behind it, then it's just a Rolex watch that's worth probably about 10, 15 grand. Yeah. But people true. do latch on to those stories. And I wonder if it's just so that they can talk about it in parties because it, it makes for a good film. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny. It was one of the things I had shied away from was my story. I didn't, you know, even though I had got healing from the trauma, you know, it's a really positive story. It's, you know, it's, it's a story from that I was in complete darkness at one stage. And I suppose walking into light is how I can describe it and a lighter place and a happier place mm. and a, he- a place of healing. 
But fragrance was that journey for me also. You know, it did bring healing to me. It did brought joy. And I think it's fragrance is universal because everybody's story is significant to themselves. But fragrance has that power to allow us all to engage with it differently, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when I, I didn't really tell much of my story when I started it. And I... When I when then people prodded a wee bit more and said, but you know, but why or what what was the story? And you know, I'm I'm really happy to share it because I've spoke about it for years. Um, I spoke used to speak to young adults about the effects of trauma and addictions, and you know, so it's been it's a massive you know journey for me. Uh, there's nothing that I am not afraid of talking about. But actually, what um, I didn't want to do it with the brand because I thought, no, nobody wants to know my story. But then the more people prod it, um, you're right, people want to know your story. They want to have a really emotional connection. And once people then started to hear this story, they were like, you need to share it because it's a true, real story and you need to connect that to your customers. So that's why then I I started to introduce it. But yeah, you're right. I think um, brands just, they need to have that story, don't they? Yeah. Otherwise it just becomes another, another brand or it just gets lost in the background really without some identity behind it. And I think people really do underestimate (laughs) the sense of smell. Yeah. Now I've, I remember seeing years ago and I've not even thought about it until I've just spoken to you now when, when Christopher Reeve uh, came out of his coma, right. they introduced, uh, obviously, you know, paralyzed, he couldn't move, he never did move, and they introduced a whole load of different things to him for him to smell, as if to bring him back around. Now, I, I don't know if it's online, it might be, but you want to see his wife's reaction when he gets give, given, like, coffee, for example, and he just looks mm-hmm. at the camera and he goes, coffee. And then they look at the white, and she is just in balls. You know, she's... Yeah. Because she, she, he's now kind of becoming a bit more um, cognizant of what's around him, but it's the only thing that he's got. You know, he can't yeah. actually do anything else. You know, you can see, but he can't move, sadly. But the whole thing about bringing back that kind of awakening to him and everyone around him, that he's actually got something to enjoy. Absolutely. That's amazing, though, as well, because um, I'm a member of the Fragrance Foundation and their charity is actually Alzheimer's Association. Mm. Um, And the reason behind that is because obviously when people, you know, start to lose their memory and their um, and that walk, that really sad walk that, you know, families see them on, they find that their sense of smell is the last thing Uh. to go. And they they really connect with their past through that sense of smell. And um, so I totally understand that and uh, happening. I didn't see that happening, but you know, this, our sense of smell is so powerful. And mm. um, it's just, it is. And I do think we don't give it enough. You know, when, when I started this journey and I, uh, you know, realized that our sense of smell is actually one of our largest sense. It is the largest sense connected to the memory. I just thought, Oh my goodness, that's like scientific proof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, great yeah um tonya tangential question do you ever get requests like now that people know that you can kind of harness memories in a bottle do they go oh (laughs) please make my memory for me yeah do you know what's really what i really love and what i really want to do and to extend you know this to is actually listening to people and listening to their story um, and not telling me what they like or dislike in notes, but just telling me their story. And then I go and 
create a fragrance for them. Um, and then that will be their unique fragrance. And um, I love the idea of people, you know, people finding I've had so many customers who just, you know, I don't expect people to understand my story because after all, it is my story. And, you know, it's unique to me. But actually, people are, are it just makes them stop and go, gosh, well, what's my story? And when I get emails from people to say, you know, gosh, I had these memories and I they were blocked and uh, you know just listening to your story and and it's not even just my fragrances it's the sense of smell around us everywhere we should be just more aware of it mm. so nobody's asked me to bottle their memories okay <laughs> well let yet. me be the first <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like a combination please of cut grass <laughs> and rain oh. on cement gorgeous i don't know if anyone's i keep saying to my girlfriend if anyone could invent the rain on cement aroma candle i would buy it up in droves because it is the best awakening and how can you describe that um it's an upward trajectory because it's the first thing you smell when you give up smoking when you give up smoking you're like what is that and you think oh my god it's that wet rain on the cement that I had when I was a kid before I started smoking and then when you smoke throughout your teens and your 20s and then you get your sense of smell back when you give up smoking that's again the first smell that you get so you get all yeah. of these uh these childhood memories come back absolutely no it's amazing and why I ask you is because when I'm teaching people about you know training people in in smelling I have this I feel that I have this unique way of, of teaching people how to smell so we don't concentrate on the ingredients is one thing. So on our boxes and bottles, everything's completely blank, really. You do right. see it when you go looking for it. But the whole idea in that is because just how I asked asked you there, how did how you know? Can you describe how you what you smelt? I like people to do that with, with our fragrances as well. It's I they would say, oh, I don't like this, or I they go into stores and they say, well, I I like rose, but I don't like jasmine, and I want something with with you know a woody smell and and actually, they're they're stopping themselves having an experience with fragrances that mm, you know yeah. are probably beautiful. So what I actually would say to people is, you know, let them smell the, your, the fragrance first. Ask them how do they feel, what does it mean to them, and um, is there any specific memory that comes? Um, and I just I love the way you, you were able very quickly there to tell me why that smell smells was, like progress. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> getting up smoking's progress. Um, <laughs> that would be the tagline for the poster. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but it's just being able to connect people with the fragrance rather than what they think they they like or what they they don't like. Yeah, yeah. I do like how so you've got stories one and two and you've. Have you got three and four in the pipeline? I have. I'm just finalising them at the moment. And um, I suppose just with um, the lockdown and everything that's been going on, it's been it's put things behind a little. I had hoped to have them um, launched by now, but they they're not. But they should be out by before the end of the year. All been well. Um, and yeah, so number three and four. I still have I've all I still have number um, the other ones ready as well. <laughs> nice. But I just need to slow down. I get very excited because I'm very creative. Um, but yeah, so we have two more to hopefully to come out this year. I like the names as well. It reminds me of Led Zeppelin albums. So Led Zeppelin <laughs> just released them in numbers. <laughs> yeah, and so did Rocky until he got all you know clever with uh, Balboa and Creed and yeah. stuff like that. 
Well, do you know why that is, actually? That was to take away people's um, preconception of fragrance. So as I said to you when I was in grass for the first time, I went in with that whole idea, I hate vanilla and I'm not going to have vanilla. Um, but actually, when I smelt it and didn't know what I was smelling, I actually loved it. And then when something's blended, you know, when two things are blended together, it can smell completely different to another fragrance. So I didn't want people to have that preconception of the fragrances by because of a name. Mm. I wanted to give people a chance to actually experience and connect with the fragrance first and then make a judgment. Um, so I think if people see sometimes a name on a bottle, they'll walk away from it before they even smell it. That's true. Um, and if they see, an, you know, an ingredient on the bottle they'll do the same so I wanted to remove that and I wanted to have a really pared back and minimalistic look and and I just felt if I started to name them it was going to actually just you know it will yeah totally so I decided I would number them (laughs) all right I like that but then you might get to about five or six and like Rocky you'll have to kind of change it up (laughs) Well, I might have to. I might have to um, skip number five anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm, yeah. So I might have to go to four point four and then maybe five point five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, no one likes five. <laughs> yeah. Not even uh, Stallone liked five. Well, yeah. Tonya, um, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast. Uh, oh, it's been my pleasure. Storiesparfums.com is a place to go where people can. Have a look around the website and uh, see what you like there. You can also have a look in Fenwick, Fortnum Masons, Harvey Nichols. There's, there's other stockists available. You can find that yeah. on the website. Um, and best of luck. Thanks so much Thank for your you. time. Thank you so much. And it's been an absolute joy speaking to you. How about that? I could have spoken to Tonya for literally hours and that rain on cement fragrance is lightning in a bottle i'm telling you make it happen please don't you and make sure you're supporting the good guys head over to storiesparfums.com and treat yourself or your loved one to some amazing fragrances in the meantime thanks for tuning in if you like what you're hearing leave a review maybe there's a brand or a person you think would make a great guest for the show put your suggestions in a comment on itunes or wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts And until next time.